and go. Hey, this is uh, Dumb and Drummer, uh, your place to learn about life, drums, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, all right, we got a special guest today. We got Timbo from Chino, Tim Baltes. I'm saying, am I saying that right, Baltes? Yes, yeah, Baltes. Yep. Cool. Uh, thank you for coming on. A pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Good to have you, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What'd you do today? What did I do? Uh, I was writing a lot. I cleaned a hamster cage and I listened to the Bee Gees. That's what I did today. How about you guys? Uh, I'm uh, I'm working on an ever breaking car. Uh, so that that was my day today. Digging in my into a car. That was about it. Are you working on your your little Nissan? Yeah, my my new my, get it running again? Little, my new Altima, it's fine. It's just got a bunch of crap, like minor crap that's wrong with it. But it's one of those things that every time I fix something, something else kind of takes a dump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, yes, chasing that's, that's, it, chasing the dragon of a working car. I uh, I listened to the Allman Brothers and Aerosmith. Uh, I have I, I randomized my vinyl collection using random.org. And I just have mm -hmm. all my list exported from uh, Discogs. So then I get each vinyl gets like equal play. But it was like Almond Brothers and like the uh, uh, Toys in the Attic album, Aerosmith. So it was like a retro, um, I don't know if you call that classic rock. It doesn't even seem like classic rock anymore. It seems like ancient rock <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's it's a little solid bit Solid combo back. though. Solid, solid combo. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the album with Whipping Post on it. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was very solid. But yeah, man, thank you for being with us. Um, uh, for those of uh, those people watching that don't know, you have taken over the uh, drumless track uh, culture. You, you've taken it by storm. Um, saw you on Vic Firth uh, a couple days ago. Uh, somebody, I don't know if you saw that. Steve Lyman, yeah. Steve Lyman uses my tracks uh, quite often. I'm very fortunate. He's an incredible drummer. Yeah. And uh, it was really nice that there's been a few times where you won't necessarily see tunes that I'm playing on. Uh, or videos I'm playing in on Vic First channel, but they're very they're very kind to mention me in those posts. I really do appreciate that. Yeah, and and you and you have a really solid following, and I'm sure a lot of that came from um, I mean the the shares and the and the tags and stuff like that mean mean a lot. But uh, yeah, I mean as far as again uh, for people uh, watching that don't already know, um, you have uh, seven or eight volumes now. Seven volumes over. I think it's over 700 tracks at this point. Okay, so so basically, if you're a drummer and you want to chop, if you want to do a pocket groove, if you want to have something to practice to or whatnot, uh, it's a name your price on your Bandcamp. It's uh, free. Yep, it's always available at the link in my Instagram bio. Uh, any donations help me to keep doing what I do in my basement. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm planning on having Volume Eight lot, uh, out later this year, and damn. I'm hoping by early 2022 to have up to volume 10 out and then i think i'm calling it quits after then i think if i had hit a thousand drumless tracks i can call it quits then okay that, that you, you, you <laughs> nice round number yeah yeah cool well um I'll, I'll kick off the first question then send the send the next one to uh to brett here so what what was the original motivation for creating loops i mean really it was just for me you know i was making these things in my basement and originally it was me playing the guitar playing the bass uh overdubbing keys uh, all these different things and and people wanted to use them so i was like okay well i guess i'll put them up on Bandcamp for everybody and again just make it free whatever people want to pay they pay 
uh, eventually it turned into that people wanted more and more and more. And so that's when I went to sample based music and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. Just pumping out a hundred to 125 tracks at a time. That's so crazy, man. Like, so, the... uh, go ahead. Oh no, I was, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Finish what you were saying. No, I was going to ask, uh, just out of curiosity, a hundred at a time. Mm -hmm. how, how many, how many hours does it take to, to push that out? It, it's honestly not as bad since it's samples. You know, if I was doing live instruments, you know, tracking bass, tracking guitar, tracking keys, it would take me months. Okay. This turns it into a, a few weeks worth of work. Oh, wow. Okay. Perfect. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. You know, like I said, it's just people love, I think people were kind of looking for something like this. It's not like playing over a song if you put it through a tool like Moises, which is the, you know, the online thing everybody's talking about where it takes mm -hmm. the drums out of your favorite songs. Yeah. But what this is, is you, know, you have an eight, a four, an eight, 16, 32 bar loop, and then you're able to play over that over and over and over for 10 or 15 minutes. So it's really helpful for grooves or fills and you're able to just really like, you know, uh, dig into a certain groove, dig into a certain fill, clean it up, perfect every single sticking you're you're using and so it's it's been a great tool for me and I, i've gotten a lot of good feedback on it people really really love the stuff which is great awesome uh so what would you say your two biggest accomplishments have been in in regards to like drumming and music in general so i think if i had to if i had to list a couple uh i know this is going to sound like cheesy as all get up but it's really it's been one, making the friends I've made, and two, having the community, or kind of having found the community that I needed. So, like, I can go anywhere in the country, and I know there's going to be someone there who's, like, ecstatic to kick it with me. And I know we'd have a great time, you know? Like, that means the world, knowing that, like, people know me all over the world. And, um, you know, I, I've gotten to know so many legends, too. And, you know, not just acquaintances, but friends. These guys become friends whether it's like Jose who owns Revival Drum Shop played with the Breeders and a bunch of incredible acts or uh, uh, Michael Urbano who played on Cheryl's, Cheryl Crow's um, If It Makes You Happy, Third Eye Blind self-titled record, like records I grew up listening to as a kid and like jammed to. Damn. Uh, and the list goes on and on. Like I'm just, I'm grateful for these friendships because they're straight up friendships. It's not just about the drums. You know, we talk about how are your kids? How yeah. is life? You know, what are your other hobbies? And, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's normal people things, which is really, real, really cool that drums are the conduit to start these relationships. And then they turn into just real tight, normal, you know, people. Actual, actual friendships between actual, two people. That's right. Yeah. Not just two drummers, two people. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. That's Did I explain quite, the quite second? The well, I guess. There. Well, and I guess the community thing too. I I didn't even explain that, but really, yeah. it's just that you know this comes back to say that, you know, recently my computer screen broke. The computer I'm talking to you on now, and uh, I called my my Mac repair people down here in Chicago, and they were like, "Well, it's eight hundred and fifty dollars to fix it." Uh, I don't have eight hundred and fifty dollars, so <laughs> yeah. First. I posted a, an Instagram story that was like, Hey, if anybody has any leads on full-time work, you know, I think it's, I've been sick for five years and I think I'm finally at the point now where I can explore uh, having full-time work if it's remote. So I put that up on story. And then I thought, well, I had a broken mic a few months ago and I needed like whatever it was like 
a hundred bucks or something to get a new mic. And I thought, well, maybe people would help me out. And I put my Venmo and my PayPal and my story and people came up with a hundred bucks. I thought, well, maybe they'd help me out with this laptop screen since it's a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. And sure enough, I put my Venmo, my PayPal and my story and my followers, my friends, my acquaintances funded the repair, the almost thousand dollar repair in five hours. That's Uh, awesome. That's love, man. Yeah. It just goes to show that, you know, uh, it's nice because it shows that people care about me. And, you know, and in the same way, when I talk about these friendships, I care about these people. It's about relationships. And I'm just, again, just so fortunate that it's not just that I'm another Instagram drummer out there playing the same chop every, every night with a stone face on. I'm, you know, I'm out there being myself and people recognize that. And again, you know, DMs turn into texts, turn into phone calls, turn into homies. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool because like I, not to go off on a on a tangent too much, but like I recently decided to rebrand my focus on my Instagram to just be about myself. Because mm. for a long time I was like, okay, if I review all the data, here's how I get likes and followers and things like that. And I was almost to a point of pride, like you view it like a business. You want more customers, you know, that sort of thing. But it becomes very dispassionate. And it's something I really respect about you. I, I don't think you have any videos where you're like, check out this amazing chop. Oh my God, look at all the crossovers. I'm so amazing. Look at me. If anything, like when the Tears for Fears thing came out, which of course I did, and I jumped on the bandwagon, you actually made a video. And it went where you're like, way. everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody wants to. And you're just like going crazy. And, and it was hilarious because I'm like, wow, like that was like my fourth most viewed video it was on my channel like in two years. And that's my first because, and again, I think it comes back to authenticity. I talk about this a lot is, is authenticity in creating content. And because I'm, I, I didn't know that video was going to be big. I just, this is just me doing my thing, which is being a doofus on the drum set. Yeah. <laughs> that video got 400,000 views. Yeah. And just a reel, a reel got me 400,000 views and landed me 5,000 new followers in less than a month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's a awesome. stupid video. Yeah, and Sarah Thar did the uh, the same thing. Oh, did she? A- a- after it got really big, yeah, she made a video, and she was just like, uh, everybody wants to clap stack, clap stack, rule the world. Everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody wants to rule the world. And she just, like, she's making fun of it, and I was like, all right, all right, you got a good point. <laughs> I was on, the, you know, trends only go so far, so maybe you should just stay away from them, you know? And um, I actually talked to the guy who originally did that, and... and he got the inspiration from John Mayer's drummer. Um, Sterling, Aaron Sterling. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Sterling, yeah. St- yeah. Sterloid or whatever on the, yeah. uh, which another, oh my gosh, that guy's that guy's nuts. Uh, but yeah, next question, um, what drummers inspire you? So there's, have there's inspired two, you? I got two guys I'm going to mention. Uh, one of them I plug all the time, which is Jason Tate from the Weaker Thans. Uh, they're a Canadian, like, post punky alt country folk rocky kind of band they're from winnipeg and a lot of especially in america like nobody's not a lot of people have heard of these these guys Mm -hmm. but but this guy's sense of creativity his sense of groove and the way that he approaches recorded drum tones just always stuck with me so it's inspired me everywhere from my groove to my fills to the way that i do approach recording myself um the other guy and this is probably another guy that neither of you guys have heard of is one of my best friends, uh, John Perrin. And uh, John plays with a legacy act. They're called NRBQ, which was like the band that if you were in a famous band in the 70s, you listened to NRBQ. So it's like, you know, you got to be ahead from that time to know 
who they were. And he also plays with uh, the Beatle band called uh, Liverpool Legends, which is the band that George Harrison's sister puts together. So it's one of the bigger, big, oh. bigger Beatle bands in the world. Okay. Um, his drumming's great, but he just inspires me generally as a person because he's continued to reinvent himself through this entire pandemic experience. Uh, he's turned himself into like a studio monster at this point. He's got, he's got a, he, he didn't know anything about recording before this pandemic, uh, but he had a great year. He's a record collector. He probably has 10,000 records. It's insane. His house is just full of records. 78s, 7 inch, you know, 45s, 12 inches, 10 inches, everything. It's all over his freaking house. Mm -hmm. And uh, because he has that background with, with listening to music, he took to recording drums easy peasy. I just said, okay, put these in this place and try this and try that, you know, and off he went. And, uh, you know, in, in four months I was hearing tones and I was just like, are you, are you kidding me? You're getting these kinds of tones already. Um, so, you know, just the fact that uh, he's an incredible player and for him to be able to dig into something new like that and embrace it and not, not just embrace it and, and create something mediocre, but to embrace it and create something like just, on the level right away yeah. amazing great guy great guy i love how you talk about tones because I, I have a lot of respect for yours you i don't i don't, I don't believe you use any triggers mm -hmm. i mean everything sounds super wide open symbols sound great um obviously i mean a lot a lot of bigger i know your ride your ride looks huge but i mean that just might be in in the videos but everything sounds really dialed in you can tell when it's like super processed mm -hmm. where it doesn't even sound like a an acoustic drum anymore and it's tough to get, you, you say the word tones and tones is like the word. Like if somebody compliments your tones, it's like. You're doing something right. You're doing something right. It's it just like, it, it cuts straight to your core. I don't know if somebody's like compliments my tones at all. I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't know how hard I work on these yeah. tones. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, that. And in your videos, it looks like you don't really use too many microphones, like not. That's an I, illusion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people think. I use because most, you know, often lately you'll see that one big black microphone over mm -hmm. the kick drum. And some people are like, is that the only mic you're using? And I wish I could say, yeah, it's just the one <laughs> mic. Yeah. Single but mic setup. There's 14 mics on that drum set, believe it or not. Oh, my God. Oh, you have I'm, internal? Well, I'm not. No, they're on there. I, they just don't show up in the video. And it's not necessarily that I'm using every one of them on every song. Okay. I employ probably seven to 10 at a time, okay. depending on what I need. Uh, what I like to do is my approach is find a room sound that I like. I have three different room mics. I have one that's close at about eight. I have a, a narrow, short, but long room. So what I do is I have one that's about six, six to 10 feet out from the drum kit. Uh, again, picking up in figure eight, picking up the room. It's the WA-47 Warm Audio. You go about 20 feet out, I have a boundary mic that's picking up uh, uh, room. And then if you go 40 feet out from my drum set, way back where my freaking treadmill is, there's a ribbon mic picking up the walls perpendicular to the kit that far out. And that's the mic you almost always hear. And then what happens is, you know, I determine whatever tone I think a song or a cover is going to need. And then I pick close mics that are going to help accentuate that room sound. Wow. So some kick mics to bring out the kick tone, some snare mics to bring some of those low mids, um, you know, and the overheads just to bring the, the right, around, right amount of shimmer. So that's kind of the way that I approach it, which I think is quite different to most people. 
see and they i i just started doing the recording thing i got just got my first interface and my first set of microphones to start recording myself and just how involved like mic placement can get is it blows my mind like how you said you have it 40 feet away at the end of the room facing the walls <laughs> and, and, and that's a trip like i'm i'm just scratching the surface of this stuff and it's just really cool to see like how you get those cool tones from your walls at the end of the room yeah well that's the the thing too is i i always love to tell people because i do lessons on this stuff and you know whether i'm talking to a noob or a, an industry veteran I always tell people there's no right or wrong way to do this. Yeah. It's all just experimental. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you need to put a, a limiter on your snare channel and blast the heck out of the snare, you know, that's technically like wrong. But you know yeah. what? If it sounds good, if it sounds better than if you had sound replaced, what does your ear say? Does it sound good to your, to your ear? Then yeah. it's great. Leave it in the mix. That's exactly. the way I look at it. And and also for mixes like and and not to condescend you or anything, Brett, because like I've been recording drums for a couple of years seriously, but I never like went back to the drawing board and scrapped it and like you know hyper accentuated mic placement and got super anal about stuff. Like to me, my mix is like I I, I have made peace. I will never be happy with my mix. <laughs> Like it's it's like guitar players say the same same thing about distortions. They're like it's 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 close, but it will never be a hundred percent. I'll get ninety on my best day. It'll be ninety percent, and that's the thing. Like I'm always willing to go back and say I don't have the luxury. It sounds like you play in a hallway. It sounds like you play in an endless hallway where yeah. you can put a room mic far away. I play in a twelve by eight practice room, so I, I can only put my mic so far away. However, I could put it in the hallway for a quick I tell people to do that know, all the time or I could put it in the cubby hole above my kit or whatever or I could add another mic and I'll tell you one thing I've only been using a room mic for about two or three months yo you you almost don't need anything like to for Instagram I mean you, yeah you need to bring out those tones but the natural sound you get from the one ribbon mic is like makes unmatched. an incredible difference. And you know what? It's, it's so wonderful. You don't need an, ex this is the other thing too, is people think, well, if I need one room mic, I better spend $800 on a microphone. I use a freaking $100 piece of garbage ribbon mic that's fallen apart. I had to jerry rig <laughs> a freaking mount to it because the mount broke. <laughs> piece of garbage. It's a, a Apex 210B or something ribbon mic or 205B. Cheapo. Cheapo, cheapo, yeah. cheapo, cheapo. And you know what? It sounds better than I put $500, I put $1,000 mics back there. Yeah. And it doesn't sound this, it doesn't sound good. I, like I have a, a 50, $59 Cascade. Yeah. I just, well, I just typed in ribbon mic on or, or room mic or, or somebody recommended it. And I was like, I'll just grab it. And I'm still using Samson mics on my kit. And it's yeah. like, I'm not saying my Tom tones are the best, but I'm saying they're the best they've ever been. Like they don't sound too processed. It's got a lot of a lot of plugins on it. Um, I mean, not a lot. It's got an EQ compression and maybe one like aftermarket waves plugin on it. But I don't know very much about that. I I want it to sound as natural as possible. But yeah, definitely kudos to you. Um, you. I love I love the sound you're getting, and it, and it sounds like we're in agreement that you're never all the way there. You're gonna fuck around with the mic placement. You're gonna get some new gear. You're gonna take a tip, steal a tip from somebody else, and implement that. Eventually, you got to say good enough. Good enough. I mean, I, I don't know if I agree there, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I'm perpetually stressed out. And then, and then, okay, so one more thing on this: we spend so much goddamn time on this, so people can hear it through this. 
Well, okay, yeah. so that, I talk about this too in my lessons is that so if people are going to listen, if people are going to listen to your Instagram videos or whatever, YouTube videos through a phone speaker, do not mix like you're mixing for headphones. Oh, mix yeah. For the phone speaker. And that's why oftentimes my mixes sound like they're blowing out your ears if you put your headphones on because I want it to sound good through the through the phone speaker. That's why my kick drums are so loud because I want you to feel it yeah. through a phone speaker. Who listens you know, to Instagram videos with headphones on anyway? I, I don't know. I don't, I'd like to meet that guy. <laughs> I mean, like menaces to society or something yeah. like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Or what's going on? Like I I've never listened. Like sometimes I'm in my car and I'll, I'll, the phone will be connected and I'll, I'll play it. And I'm like, I'm like, damn. I, and, and the mixes sound better. Like if you know what you're doing, they'd sound real good on car speakers, but I'm just like, I'm just sitting on my couch or sitting on the, sitting on the throne and, scrolling i mean i'm not i never have headphones in so yeah i always mix with just my computer speakers i don't yeah. mix with headphones at all yeah cool uh what, what do we got next i think uh, uh, yeah what do we got boys what do we got what do we got let's talk about them tones what do you got going on for 2021 any big news for you any big things coming up yeah i'm going into exotic dancing that's the first plan oh get your dollars out and, and i it, See, you went the wrong route with the drumming. You should have gone to that first. You, you missed it. Oh, I, got a, yeah. I got a good butt. All right, I got a good butt. <laughs> it's but, thick. Yeah, it's well, something. But, you know, <laughs> with this drumming thing, you know, I, I just I just do this stuff for fun. It's always been for fun. If anyone is doing this, anyone out there is doing this for any other reason than their own amusement, you're you're doing it wrong. So, I'll question your motives at that point. Um. You know, like for that guy, John, I mentioned earlier, is this his career? Like, yeah, sure. But he still goes out there and does this stuff because he's having a blast doing it. And, and that's why I do it, too. So what, whatever comes in the next year uh, of my drumming or my dancing, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's just icing on the cake to the fun that I have, whether it's, you know, making the karaoke videos, making the drumming videos or just interacting with. The, the folks and friends that I have in, on Instagram and in the drumming world, bro. You, but here's the thing, and this is what a lot of people do: they they use a one viral video to build their following, and then they use that following to market a podcast or a book, or or they uh, they have an endorsement, so they they want to you know like. Um, I have zero endorsements. I don't do anything. really. Oh, wow. No, nope. I have, and this is the thing: is it's like. You know, you get to this level. Has anyone approached you? I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you mean, I got any DMs from Collision Drumsticks or anything? Yeah, saying, hey. I got that DM. And I said, <laughs> Everybody's got that DM. I'm like, I'm like, do you even follow me? Like, who are you? God bless them. Yeah. What God I bless. think is, is uh, I don't do endorsements. I have relationships. That's wow. Respect. And, and so. You know, I was just on the phone with uh, Jeremy, who owns Low Boy Beaters. And, Love them. And a great guy. Jeremy's an incredible guy. Uh, and I'm, I've known him and uh, since the beginning, since he was doing this in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And he and his company, they were one of the, I think I was one of the first guys they were just like giving beaters to. Um, I, I met him at the Chicago Drum Show years ago and they had a, a the OG beater, but with a, a hot dog on it. And I was like, I need the freaking hot dog beater, <laughs> of course. So I bought that one. And then like every year since that we had, I had gone there, 
they'd come and uh, and be like, oh, I got this one for you. This one, like this with this goofy design with a funky, you know, cartoon head painted on it. This one's yours. Nice. And so, you know, you know, they just started an artist roster and I'm not on it. But I'll tell you what, I, I cherish that relationship. You know, these are the guys who, uh, when I wanted to, when I quit my corporate job in 2019, uh, they gave me one of their low boy beater uh, passes for Nam. Uh, which is, you know, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. And they gave it to me and they let me stay at their Airbnb in California uh, for free, you know, just to kick it with them wow. uh, through the NAM thing. And, you know, and I was telling Jeremy, I'm just so thankful for all, all that, all that they've given me. And, and this is, this is not a, for, <laughs> fortunately for me, it's not a, you, you know, I, I'm fortunate for this, but it's not the, uh, the only experience I've had like this. You know, I've had so many companies where it's I, I, whether it's product or help with a project or this, that, or the other, uh, I, I get support uh, when and where I need it. Uh, I'm thankful for guys uh, like Sugar Percussion has been really good to me. Uh, I'm currently working with uh, Franklin Drum Co., which used to be Risen Drums. Nice. Uh, I'm also working with uh, Firehouse Drums, which is a fireman who builds drums out in Indiana. Really, really cool. I just saw Greg drum. Hersey play a kit uh, yes. two days ago for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. monster. Very interesting drums, uh, and Greg's a great player. Um, oh, absolutely. And then, uh, and there's there's always more stuff in the works. There's always more stuff in the works. So again, I think it just goes to say, uh, I don't expect anything out of the future. Uh, it's all just that. You know, I, I try to go out there and put my best foot forward and whatever happens, uh, I would just like to think is a result of, of the the good juju I'm trying to put into the world. You know what I you're mean? You're kind of, you're just having fun with it and letting the chips fall where they may. Yeah, yeah. I, they better be Ripple, Ripple chips, Ruffle <laughs> brand, Ripple <laughs> chips. Got to get those kettle chips, bro. They're, they're, I'm down, dude. Game changer. That is, that's good I stuff. can't eat regular chips anymore. After I can't. I, I, they got to be crinkle cut or they got to be kettle. I don't want those normal ass Lay's potato chips. Get the fuck out of here. You with know those. what I love? Black pepper, the real hot, you know, black pepper kettle chips. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Those are good. I stuff my life with that. I, I love the ones that are sandwiched together, that stuck together in the fryer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah baby. Big ass, thick, thick boys. Yeah. Let me get that thick I boy. will eat the salt and vinegar until my mouth is just raw. Yeah. <laughs> It's cut are, up like Captain Crunch. Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Yep. That's amazing. So, so what else we got on here? That, that's uh, when you said I don't have endorsements. I was like, because uh, I was listening to Joe Rogan um, occasionally, like when I work out. And I mean, yeah, Joe Rogan's on a whole nother level for podcasting. But there's like these 15 minute segments of just like straight. It's like a minute and a half of just talking about a product. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to you about smoked meats. Smokedmeats.com. The best smoked meat. I'm like, is this over soon? Like, and it's like paid advertisements from smokedmeats.com. And it's like so nice to be like, and this is a whole nother conversation and a tangent we can go off of. But like, sometimes I get the feeling that if you have a lot of endorsements, then that makes you better. Like, and not necessarily a better player, but your, your status is elevated. Now, now you're like a drumming celebrity because you're endorsed by this company and that company. So it feels really refreshing to see someone with a following as like you could literally add, you could apply and have 10 endorsements tomorrow if you fucking wanted to. And we both know that, but to even say like, this isn't about my ego, I would buy these products anyway. I care about their relationships gives people like me hope because I'm like, 
I'll buy the shit anyway because I, I I love it. I, I think it's good quality. Pro- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use it in a video. I'm not gonna use it at all if I don't love it. But like if it was given to me for free, I guess I don't even know how to like handle that. Like I would just buy. Like I I have no problem earning the money, and working for the means to be able to buy your product to support your business. Like I'll take it if it's free. That's fine. But like it's just a whole other spin on this um, this topic. Exactly. Yep. All right. Cool. So uh, next question. Uh, are you in any bands or, um, do you do, I know you mentioned lessons. Do you do remote, uh, sessions or anything like that with some people right now? Uh, so I'm not doing bands right now. I started playing in bands when I was 12, quit playing when I was 25, just to do focus on studio stuff. But, but right now it's just, it's tough with the COVID thing. Uh, I do have one project though, that I've been wanting to work on for a long time. It's, it's, it's a big freaking project and I keep pushing it back, but I, 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 I want to plug away at like a, a master class video series. That's like the next big thing I want to tackle. You know, I've done the drumless tracks I've taught. Uh, I, I have a, a giant freaking library of content I made or I've made of just covers and silly stuff. But I think doing an online ma- master class where I talk about the things that everybody DMs me about, or that I do lessons on, whether it's yeah. the drumming, you know, people always ask about my, the, the kind of my language behind the way I approach fills or um, uh, recording, mixing, social media, all that stuff. I think I want to put it all in one place Sounds and, awesome. uh, and put it available for, uh, for shale. So that's definitely something that I feel like we need more of is is education on like and I make fill videos and stuff like that. And I already explained the reason why I do it. You know, it's 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 tough to, you know, you put out a video that's not flashy and you'll watch the views, you know, decrease by 20 or 30%, which can be disheartening. But that that's what I would, at least in my journey now, and I know Brett and I have talked about this, like, I want to know your approach on tuning. I want to know your report, or your approach on miking. I want to know, um, how, do, how do I do this shit on my own? Like, how can yes. I, how can I automate it? You know, because, yeah, if you're a boomer and you had to work for every fucking thing, like, I get that. That's not the time we live in anymore. Like, there's so many shortcuts, you know what I mean? Like, we can automate this shit. We don't have to – it's not trial by fire. We can hit up five different people and five different approaches on mixing, and we can get something out of it and do it on our own. That, that's what I want to do. But we're, we're so busy talking about flash and chops and gaining a following and endorsements and all this shit that the important stuff goes by the wayside, I feel like, sometimes. I agree. I agree. I can I can definitely say that in the beginning I was one of those drummers that uh, before so before you know the social media drummer was really a thing I was probably just starting at that point I was definitely like oh and endorsements mean you're you know you're you're a good drummer or something like that so I would I would hit up brand X to see if I could get an endorsement and they had one of those crappy little rosters where I'm essentially paying the same price but hey you're endorsed yeah we'll put you on the website exactly yeah we'll put your name up there in the tiny print and you'll pay five dollars less than you would at guitar center but but i i do think i do think a lot of people miss the fundamentals of it and also just miss having fun they it becomes something where it's a status symbol or i have to be this good i have to be in this band i have to be playing in front of this many people where it's like why did you start playing yeah 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 so um so follow question that's not on the list um you said you stopped playing in bands why did you stop? I broke my balls. Yeah, you I, broke uh, your balls. I got uh I got uh mono, you know, the kissing disease you usually get when you're yeah. about 10, 10, 15 years old. And uh instead of having it for a week, I had it for six months. 
Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've talked about it on a lot of podcasts, but basically what it did is it uh, crushed my body's uh, ability to create testosterone. I didn't know that until four years later uh, in, or I guess, yeah, four years or three years, three and a half-ish years later in late 2019, early 2020. And uh, so because my testosterone flatlined, uh, all my other hormones went out of whack, estrogen dropped down low, insulin resistance went way up high, cortisol, the stress hormone went way up high, everything was out of whack, wreaked havoc on my body. But throughout, you know, 2016 and on, I couldn't keep up physically with with gigging or anything like that. So uh, yeah, now I've been on, uh, I just like the way a diabetic shoots up insulin, I shoot up testosterone every other day, I'm going to be doing it for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been shooting up for a year now. And they say it takes uh, 10 years of, in, uh, of doing this to reverse uh, all the stuff, but you don't know how much of a recovery you're going to make. So it's just waiting and, and not knowing. But yeah, I mean, it kind of, I guess it kind of relates to maybe a good way to close it out would be to talk about, uh, you know, what advice I have for up and com up and coming drummers, because I think, yeah, absolutely. You know, th this experience has, uh, you know, chronic illness has taught me a lot about what I want out of life, uh, generally, uh, in my career and as a drummer, um, so specifically as it's related to social media, because we've talked a lot about this, you know, the recording and, and all these new skill sets we have to have. Recently, I did a podcast with Nate Testa that's called uh, Drum Talk, like TikTok, T-O-K. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, again, I, I kind of hearken back to this idea of authenticity in the content that you create. So I put my authentic self out there. You know, I post drum videos where I'm playing my favorite songs, whether it's, you know, Nick Drake yesterday or this crazy, like, sludge band from belgium today <laughs> and, and then like you know some days i'll post these bad karaoke ver uh, videos where i'm like singing in falsetto voices and throwing my drums around the room hurt is my favorite of your uh karaoke videos very solid choice thank you <laughs> you know but but people see all this stuff whether it's the horse mask videos or not and and that's the realest me mm -hmm. uh that they connect with uh, you know, if you're just like, again, every other stereotypical stone face drummer on Instagram posting the same thing day after day, where's it going to get you? You know, are, are you, you know, it's like you were saying, Jeff, are you going to have fun with this? Either? And, 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 you know, do, do what fills you up is, is what it comes down to. You know, when, uh, you know, being sick for so long has taught me that I'm not going to settle, uh, for a career that I don't want anymore. Uh, I'm going to ensure that I set myself up for success, not only uh, financially, but also, um, you know, soul wise, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I want to fill that bucket more than more than the financial bucket, to be honest. And uh, I think you have to do that if that's if that's your social media, like if you're going to do social media, if that's a goal you have to become someone on social media is to do what fills you up and, and don't care about the audience size so much as the audience quality. Um, you know, like I said, I had, pu I had put out uh, feelers on my story for job interviews before uh, when the laptop screen broke and, and I got to uh, I'm, I've been interviewing or in the process of talking to and interviewing with uh, a couple different companies uh, one of which is a, a creative agency that's specifically 
uh, narrowed in on um, uh, music tech. So, nice. you know, you know, guitar stuff, pro sound stuff, recording, all this sort of stuff. And I remember one of my, the favorite things that I said to them was that I might not have, you know, when, when you think about drummers on, on Instagram, I think the mark for a lot of people is you're famous if you have like 150,000 followers. That's like the mark, I think. And I might not have 150,000 followers, but I'll tell you that my 25,000 followers are more powerful than the 150,000 that someone yeah, else absolutely. might have. You know, whether it's in, uh, you know, people helping me fix my laptop screen or having a, a couple guys who make uh, beaters out in Colorado put me up for NAM and give me a NAM pass. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's experience, money, or gear or whatever, I'm. Uh, I'm really fortunate that my authentic self has yielded authentic relationships that have yielded incredible experiences. And that's worth more to me than any, any, you know, additional amount of followers, any amount of freaking fame or whatever the heck you want. You know, it's, uh, if you, if you put your authentic self out there, you're going to find the people you need to find and you're going to, you're going to get the experiences that, that you need to, to fill you up. That's what I think. Well said. Well said. Well, thank you again for hopping on, man. Really appreciate your time and your insight. It's just, I feel like I got this conversation like all day. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, until next time, take care, stay safe. Take it easy. Peace.